Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, um, the offseason is now here. That means it's the time of the year. It's the time of the year for lists. And I thought we'd come up with a little list here today on our, on our show of the top... We want to go 10, we want to go 15 Steelers in terms of importance. Ah, okay. Well, let me get my little scratch sheet here and I've start. I've got one here as well. Okay. Let's let's say 15. I mean, it's a it's a 22. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So please define further if you would. I mean, I said in, in terms of most importance. Okay. So Development's important. Um, you know, the, hey. their fate uh, for the season. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, let's do okay. it. We want to start at the bottom or we want to start at the top? I think we have to start at the top because I think it's too okay. hard to start ranking the True. other way around. Good point by you. All yeah, right. Yeah. So we'll go top to bottom here. It's a little backwards from what we usually do, but mm-hmm. hey, it's our list. We can do what we want to do. I hear you. Right. So who, who in your eyes is number one? This is tough. I see. I don't know that it's easily pick it. And here's why. Okay. I have a feeling we're going to go with this. All right. Seven games without TJ Watt last year. (laughs) Right. And it was was a struggle when they didn't have TJ Watt. And it's been a struggle when they've not had TJ Watt. Like you could do, if, if, if something happened to Kenny Pickett, you still have Mitch Trubisky there. That's where I figured you were going with it, was maybe, just maybe, the drop-off the picket to Trubisky isn't massive. Right. You know? So, okay. In this instance, I don't think it is the quarterback. I mean, obviously, if Pickett develops a great deal... It's huge. You could be looking from a mediocre team to a contender contender. Right. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. But I think, if, if, again, if, if something happens to T.J. Watt for a long term like it did last year, mm-hmm. even if Pickett does take that step, I don't know if it's going to be – I don't know if it matters as much. It, it obviously matters in the long term, but right, it doesn't right, matter right. as much in the short term. So I like that because there's a whole lot of evidence to put Watt at one. <laughs> you know, the other yeah. stuff – I mean, it's – all this is speculation, yeah. but what we like seven points a game. It's like you know a hundred right, yards right. of defense. Like it's 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 all that stuff. Right, right, right. So that's fine. Okay, Watt is one. Okay, Pickett's I think two. we I think we could both agree that Kenny Pickett is two. Yeah, I, I he's your quarterback. So. And, right, and in right. most years, you know, Ben Roethlisberger would have been number one on that list in a lot of those years. Of course, Regar- I mean, regardless, Kansas City, and I mean. Yeah. You know, most quarterbacks are going to be one. Yeah, and, they're they're not going to be outside the top three. 
No doubt about it. Yeah. Okay. So that's top two. Now what you got? (laughs) I mean, I think there's a lot of directions you could look here, depending how you want to, you know, lobby for it. But I'm going to go Minka three. I'm not going to fight you on that one. Just because, yeah, leader of the secondary, playmaker, elite player. What happens if he's gone? I don't want to see that. Somebody that the opposing teams have to account for on every play. Yeah. Much the same way they do with TJ Watt. Minka is that kind of player. Yeah. Certainly makes those around him better, let alone the ability to scheme things to help linebackers, safeties, corners because of his presence. So, yeah, I'm pretty confident he's three the more I talk through it. Okay. We could agree on that one. Uh, Four, for me, is Cam Hayward. He was going to be my vote as well. Yeah. And and not even just for what he does on the field, but off of it as well. Mm -hmm. And I get it. This is great. Yeah, I get it. If If he's hurt for an extended period of time, he's still going to be around. And then you miss Cam on the field. Mm-hmm. But he's just a very important piece to this that y- you need him to continue to play at a high level. Yeah. And I like the D-line D room better now than I did a year ago. I mean, if he misses a game, you could still beat the Colts. You know, I mean, right. but he has great importance. And he can line. I mean, if your nose is not doing well, he lines up over the nose. If he can play the three technique, he can line up over a tackle. Yeah, I think he's four. Now's where it gets really interesting. Yeah, I know. Those three defensive guys, you you, you three stars. You know, like yeah, earlier last week or whatever, we did top 100 players in the league. And the three guys on defense are in there all day long. And your quarterback. Right. But now, who's next? <sighs> hmm. I, I look at it... Uh, there's a couple different ways you can go with it. There's, there's I say, couple, it depends how your what your angle is. A couple of pass catchers here that you would like to see continue to to either improve or build upon what they've already done. There's another pass catcher who you'd like to see bounce back and be the guy that he's been. Mm-hmm. But I think, and I know they have a good backup here. I think it's Najee Harris. Interesting, because uh, if I, so, I, I wrote about him today in, in Five for Friday. Mm-hmm. There are people out there who think he has been a disappointment in his first sure. two seasons. Sure, you know, he's got twenty six hundred total yards and has scored twenty plus touchdowns, or scored twenty touchdowns in his two seasons. Right. I and mean, he, you're getting thirteen hundred yards a year and ten touchdowns out of that guy, and people are saying yeah. he's a disappointment. And he plays every game. There's two things I was going to mention, too, along those lines. Is You can't tell me he was not physically compromised to start last season. Right. I mean, the way he moved post-buy was better than pre-buy. And we were both at camp, and at the end of camp, he wasn't participating. And there's this plate in his shoe. And, I mean, he has that workhorse mentality that's super important and is one of his greatest traits. And... The people that want to bash him for yards per carry is justified. I understand that point of view. But it'd be a lot better if he was with the Chiefs or the Bills or right. the 
passing game that wasn't keying on him, and we maybe we will begin to see that. I don't know that I can give it to a running back though, because I think I, I hear you. I mean, I, it, it's the it's the argument that you hear across the league, right? The problem with it with the argument across the league is, well, you can find a running back anywhere, and that's all well and good. Okay. Sort why of. did why yeah. then did the 49ers who have who've had all hey they they just go draft running backs like crazy then why did they trade for Christian McCaffrey because running backs matter and a yeah. guy a guy who touches the football 300 times a season is very important in your offense that's my, that's my argument with that especially the way the, this team is designed. what they want to do yeah right i mean if Pickett takes a leap Next year, Najee's importance, whether he's a better player now or not, goes down. Right. You know, you could sit there and shotgun him four wide and dice teams up. You know what I mean? Man, see, a couple angles I'm looking at, though, and I'm sure these are names kicking around in your cranium as well. What if George Pickens takes a big step? Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what if Pat Firemuth becomes a, a, a top four or five tight end in the league? Mm-hmm. What if Deontay Johnson bounces back and has another 100 catch? Thousand yard season. See, but I would put Pickens over those two because I have more of a level of familiarity or a baseline. Like I can't imagine Deontay or Muth not being a good player. Right. Like right. I hear you. You know what I mean? Where Pickens is there's more variance in what the potential outcome could be for the year. And therefore, if you hit the ceiling. Whoa, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a season changing change in player. I think Broderick Jones is worth mentioning, but probably lower than people would think because yeah. I can live with Dan Moore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also think Alex Highsmith gets some consideration there because if he's another, let's, let's put it this way if he is a 14 and a half sack guy again this year and TJ right. Watt plays the T.J. Watt level. You're close to leading the league in sacks again. And you might have the number one defense in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's some odd ones. I, I don't mean to, you know, we're going to have to rank these. What if Holcomb isn't good? Right. I mean, right. just because of the, the position around him, if he's not good, they're not going to probably be good at the second level. You know what I mean? What if they, if by the same token, what if the Keanu Neal slash uh, DeMonte KZ it's safety thing doesn't work. And that becomes a hole. Yeah. I mean, that's you know? going to be somewhere on our list, I would imagine. What if Bosworth has lost it? I think yeah. Bos might need to be really high. I mean, he did not have a great year. I don't think he's going to lose it. But right. they're not going to beat people by 10. If he starts missing field goals, he's going to have a really long leash, as he deserves. And the first two months of the season, before you make a change, could be... Boy, they lost that one by two. Yeah, I mean, they they led the league. <laughs> what he missed, like 12 kicks last year? Um, you know, add that on to half of those on. You know, 18, yeah. 18 more points is a full point per game. Yeah. Everybody said, well, they only averaged 18.1 points per game. Well, if he makes half of those kicks that he missed, they're at 19.1 points. It's still not good, but no, it's, right, not, right. it's not bad. I mean, it's but not as bad as it was. a lot of room for error with points. Right. You know, three points here, three points there that could have gone through. Right. Here's another name. What if Patrick Peterson's washed? Right. Or 
just can't do it. You know, like not every free agent signing works. You know, this is, this is the season of eternal optimism. He sure looks fine to me, but they're not all going to hit. Well, yeah, and, and by the same token, what if Joey Porter Jr. is maybe I not Sauce? Right. Maybe he's not Sauce Gardner. Right. But what if he's, you know, he makes that kind of splash? Or Tariq Woolen, uh, these these young exactly. cornerbacks who are stepping in and playing right away and playing at a high level. And then Peterson and Wallace are fighting for playing time on the other side because Porter's right. got to lock down. Yeah. All right, so who's five? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we just talked all around it. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of names. Um, I'm still I don't, leaning- Najee, I don't think Najee gets my vote, but he won't be far off. We can agree on it, though. I might lean towards I, – I liked your argument about Boswell, to be honest with you. Okay. Because you need that guy bad, to be, be bad. You need that guy to be good. You can't. Yeah. Here's the thing: if you're you don't going to more behind him at kicker, right? If you're going to run the ball, yeah, and play defense, you're going to need a you need your kicker to be pretty steady. Like yeah. if it, the, everybody talks about the Ravens and John Harbaugh, if they have an average league league average kicker, it completely changes the way they have to play football. For the last decade. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, knowing that that's the beauty of, of Tucker to me is knowing that he is that good changes so many coaching decisions. Yeah. When we but get across the 50 yard line, we're in field goal range. Well, that yeah, changes we, everything that you do. Yeah. And I can just run it, run out the clock and trot out Boz or, you know, trot out Tucker and win this thing. Put it, a knife in your heart. I think it is Boz. Yeah. You need to a reasonable cap hit is. Right, you're paying you're paying your kicker money. You need him to perform like he's one of the top kickers in the league. And you're not going to have a backup plan. Again, it's right. not. You know, and, you, and once you start, you know, once you make a move and you start changing kickers, right? Oh. Now it becomes a, a, a you know, now it really is a crapshoot. And by then, that's why Dicker the kicker kicked for what three different teams last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like I said before, he deserves a long leash. So there would have to be a long stretch of badness to replace him. And In which case, you're probably losing games. Yeah, you're probably losing games. So yeah, he's four or five. Five, five. maybe it could be four, but yeah, I think he's five. All right, okay. Him off the list. Who is six then? <laughs> I could give you Najee here if you want. High I, Smith I, is a good one. I, I think Najee, based on what they want to be offensively mm-hmm. and how they want to play football, uh, you know. Yes, Jalen Warren is 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 a very good player, but if if it's if if it were five games straight of Jalen Warren, you're not wearing teams down quite the same way you do with Najee Harris. Correct, and I know this is cheating because you can say this about any team, but who on the team is going to touch the football more than Najee Harris, other than Kenny Pickett? Nobody, you know, like, nobody. Yeah, all in hand. You know what I mean? He can any, any answers to Bell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'll concede George Pickens to you at seven. I think. The, I think yeah, he has. He does have that kind of importance. I mean, it, it's hard to put a receiver ahead of a running back because George Pickens this year might catch. He might be sixty-five passes, but it might be for eleven hundred yards. Yeah, and game-changing plays. Yeah, you know, like boy, we don't win that game without the sixty-yarder by Pickens. I just think because he's a little more variant. Than Deontay or Fryermuth, he should be above them. Yeah, no, I hear you. 
Who's eight then? Highsmith at eight. I, I I agree. I think you know if if he and Watt are one of the top outside linebacker duos in the league, if they if they get twenty six combined sacks this year or something north of that, you're going to be really good. Right. And I'm almost looking at this more from a negative side. If he turns into a pumpkin, oh no! You know, now you get a problem. Yeah. Especially if you extend them two weeks from now, and wow, he didn't have a very good year. This is a problem, you know. Yeah. Of course, having a third guy now is something they haven't in the past. You know, at there's least another have- guy that we haven't talked about here yet. Okay. That maybe we should, and it's another rookie. How about Keanu Benton? Hmm. You know. I don't think I have, I don't have to squint too hard to see two rookies starting for this team on defense. Yeah. We may, we talked about Porter and Keanu Benton. I think if he can give you, if he shows that he can be what they think he can be and is your nose and can also chip in in, in the nickel and dime. I mean, we haven't talked about Larry Ogunjobi here yet either, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, you took him and he took this guy in the second round. He's the first defensive lineman they've taken in the second round since Stefan Tuitt in 2014. And I mean, we're, we're talking about that a little because Porter was the early second rounder. Like, in a right. normal year, that's your typical, that's your normal second round pick, and more eyes are focused on him at minicamp. Yeah. Kind of- but he kind of been kind of forgotten, A, because of the position that, you know, he kind of plays, mm-hmm. but B, because, you know, because there were two other guys taken ahead of him. I, mean, I have high hopes for this guy. See, that's where I'm going to fight you, though, is I go into – this is true with Jones. This is true with Porter. My expectations aren't super high. My expectations for Benton as a stealer are high. I love the pick, but I look at it like Cam and Ogunjobi are my starters. Liao and Benton are my backups, and that's a really good foursome, not to mention the noses that will mix in there whenever they are called upon. And if Benton is giving me 10 quality snaps a game and five not-so-quality snaps a game, we could be fine. I mean, I don't need him to show up and be a star. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to talk about him because we have yeah. him. I'm not, saying we, I'm not saying we put him at nine, but I, I think I think he's been a little overlooked this entire process. Yeah. Like because, everybody's, everybody yeah. wants to talk Broderick Jones. Everybody wants to talk Joey Porter. Sure. And nobody's really talking about Keanu Benton. Everybody, I mean, Darnell Washington has gotten Washington more. Washington, too, yeah. Yeah, Washington he's gotten more publicity. Yeah, no doubt. But, you know, Benton might end up being, who knows, the best of the group. I don't know. So here's an underreported story that we haven't mentioned that I think speaks volumes for where this team is. If we did this one year ago, and I bet we did, Chooks would have been high. Daniels yeah. would have been high. Every O-lineman would have been really high. Like, they need to be okay. They we haven't even talked about him outside of Broderick Jones. That's what I mean. And yeah. because Solomalu could break a bone today, and I don't know that I would change my, my win total. And he's really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they got guys. So the fact that we're not talking O-line, I think, is really important. But if we are going to talk offensive line, and I know he's not quite the player that some of the other guys that you talked about. Mm-hmm. I think the most important guy on that line right now is Mason Cole because, because of what he does on that line because of the trickle down effect it has on that line. If, if something were to happen to him 
or he doesn't play well. His backup isn't nearly as clear. Right. Whereas, you know, okay, so if James Daniels get hurt, gets hurt, all right, you're plugging Nick Herbig in or you're plugging uh, Kevin Dotson in, you're fine. You can live with it, yeah. You can live with that. If Mason Cole gets hurt, you're either taking one of those other guys and moving him to center, James Daniels or Sam Malu or Herbig or Kendrick Green. Right. Are they making the calls like her, like Cole? I think that's one of the things that's overlooked about the center position. Well, I also think that's the beauty of Solomalu is he would right. just do it. He, he, would, would just, he could do it, yeah. Um, but again, you're talking young quarterback mm-hmm. with a guy changing teams here. I mean, I, I just think Cole's pretty important to what they do up front. And that's their second. No one talks about the center quarterback relationship. You know, Peyton Manning, Jeff Saturday, you know, right. Brad John Webby, you know, I mean, that's his second year with the quarterback, too. That's a level of comfort for your young quarterback. You know what I mean? Not sticking yeah. his hands behind his butt and getting the, you know, just knowing that you know, <laughs> I know and all that stuff, too. Yeah, right. You're, you're identifying right. when when you walk up to the line of scrimmage, you're both identifying the same things. See the same stuff. We've done it for 16 games before, you know, whatever it was. So I think he, you've convinced me he's the most important O lineman, including Jones. I don't know I, where we slot him in at, though. I don't know that he's next, though. I don't yeah. know if I can put him over Peterson or Holcomb. Holcomb, I keep coming back to only from a negative fashion. Like, yeah, they need him to. They need him to be a hit. He can't be bad or miss the year. I don't. I don't think know? he'll be bad. I think if if Cole Holcomb doesn't work out, it's because he got hurt. That's kind of the way Holcomb I view. Him. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. that's kind of the way I view him because he's. I think he's a double all day long. Yeah, but he is coming off an injury. Right. He might be next for me. You convinced me. I think I think he is because I think they need they need to find something at that position to hang their hat on. Somebody yeah. to hang their hat on. Because they don't have that guy. They haven't had that guy for a while now. Yeah, and they don't need Lambert. They just right. don't need, I mean it can't be the biggest weakness on the team. It doesn't make any big plays and trotting out dudes that aren't really starters. And he's one that I think is really a starter. You know one other guy we haven't talked about? And mm-hmm. It's more of the position than it is the player because it is an important position and it does play a lot. Chandon Sullivan. Hmm. He is, is a little it, bit of an unknown to us. Because it, it, you've got the outside. You're probably going to be okay on the outside one way or the other. You'll piece it together, worst you, case. Right. But you might not have a slot. <laughs> yeah. If if Chandon Sullivan it, it doesn't win that job and isn't good, you might be in a little bit of trouble there. It's a good point because when you think about the outside guys, you know, I immediately mentioned Peterson. What if he's old and shot? Or what if Porter's not ready? Or better yet, what if Porter's awesome? You know, but right. if bad things happen on the outside, and folks, this isn't ideal, but this is how the NFL works when you get to week 10, 11, 12, an injury set in. I can trot Pierre out there and be okay. Right. You still have James Pierre. You, you yeah, get yeah. the two rookies. Like you've got other options there. Yeah. I don't know that, that I love the, all the options inside right now, unless Patrick Peterson shows he can do that as well. But he's never done it before in his career it, on a consistent basis, right, right, like still. lined up and played inside. So right now it's Chandon Sullivan, it's Duke Dawson. and, and Or you're asking KZ to do it or somebody. Right, something like that. I mean, the trickle-down effect is great. Should Harvin be on this list? Uh I, I just think if he thinks you'll find someone better, and or, yeah, and, I don't think he know, should be because I I, I don't I don't agree with the people that say he's 
he was bad last year. Right, right, right. I mean, I, there there are many factors involved there. Much yeah. different than Boswell. Yeah. Okay, so he's not in consideration for me. We got nine. Is Sullivan 10? Is Cole 10? I lean towards Cole in terms okay. of importance. He's going to be out there every snap. He's, he's out there. You like him to be out there every snap. I mean, I talked to Kendrick Green yesterday about this, and he's talking about how much he's learning from Mason Cole. You know, just th that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's your center. Yeah, that's your center. Yeah. Okay. He's 10. You want to do okay. Sullivan 11? Think of Sullivan? I mean, we're weighing, we're, we're turning this, we're morphing this into important slash good player or not. Um, you know, how are we looking about at this? Some of this is potential landmines we're trying not to explode. Right. Things that could derail a season to some degree. Not that Sullivan's the most important guy in the world. But you need him to, you know, you need him right. to be a player. He's got to, he's going to defend Tyler Boyd. I mean, like, he's got things to do. Um, I kind of like your, your Joey Porter pick there as well. Like, okay. in terms of the importance of this, like, if he could, if he hits, I, I, I think that, that the trickle down effect, I think, is great. Mm -hmm. Let's put Porter in. Okay. So we agree he's the most important rookie. Yeah, I think he's so. On an island a lot, you know? Right, right. If he's bad, oh. Jamal it shows up. It shows up quick. Yeah, 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 it shows yeah. up quick. Sullivan at twelve. Okay. I yeah, I, I have no problem with that, and I think yeah. a lot of people would be surprised to see him that high on a list like this. I mean, how many snaps does a nickel corner play in a game, though? Seventy percent of them. Yeah, I was to say, not more. Yeah, yeah, right, right. If and not he more, he's shut down, dude. I mean, his job's easier than Porter on an island against. You know, chase. I don't know if it's easier because he got to do more tackling, but yeah, I see. I understand what you're saying with there. All right. Um, at twelve, or do you want to throw some other ones in here? He's at twelve, I think. Then you're looking at thirteen at fifteen. Is that the, the goal here? One, we're going to fifteen. Yeah. Some of the other guys that we've talked about. I mean, do you, do you slide Broderick Jones in here? You put it, you know. Uh, uh, you mentioned Benton. I think Liao is also in that category. Certainly, I, I think. I, the more I think and watch Liao, the more I'm expecting a step forward and having five sacks, double the snap count, concentrate on one position. And if I'm right, that's impactful. Right. I also think you, you know, if, if you get that out of Larry Ogunjobi this year. Mm -hmm. You know, he had one and a half sacks last year, and yeah. he played. You know that he played uh, in a season where you know he didn't practice on a Wednesday for most of the season last year. He didn't practice he on he didn't practice on Thursdays a lot of the season. He was like he was signed him right. So you know that's their hope that he, you know, having the health this year will make him a much more important. Again, you could if if Watt Hayward Highsmith. And Ogan Joby are all good. You're going to be a great defense. You are, and he's going to be the one getting the most snaps to start. I think Ogan Joby's next. Okay. Like, I mean, we know how the league works, so no one likes to think about the bad things of the league. 
We, you could look at Ogunjobi's career and be like, those first four or five years were pretty good, and then he kind of hit a cliff and injuries derailed him, and that would really hurt this team. Right, right. He is 13. Okay, so we're at 14 now. Um, the first-round pick's important. I think Broderick Jones is, is, you know, that he shows the potential to be a guy. I don't care if he starts. Mm-hmm. Show me, show me some potential there. Because if Dan Moore holds him off, that means Dan Moore had a good camp and a good preseason. Right. But I can also picture the world, and this is the half-full version, we're at Sharky's every night going, did you see what Jones did today? You know, right. kind of like Pickens conversations. Like, right. this guy's taking over camp. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, he's just beating the crap out of everybody. T.J. Watt's having a hard time with him. You know, like, right. what that happens. So he, yeah, he's. I mean, he's okay, he's first round pick. Yep, he's fourteen, and then fifteen. Fifteen is Patrick Peterson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his age is a worry. It is. It's definitely a concern. He's not a slam dunk. And I think you know they have plans to do a lot of different stuff with him. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work out, you didn't replace Cam Sutton then. Right. You're looking for another corner, even if Porter hits. Right. Maybe that's Trice. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe right. Right. No, that's a good list. I like it. So we came up with, in terms of most importance to the team, T.J. Watt, Kenny Pickett, Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, Chris Boswell, Najee Harris, George Pickens, Alex Highsmith, Cole Holcomb, Mason Cole, Joey Porter, Chandon Sullivan, Larry Ogunjobi, Broderick Jones, and Patrick Peterson. And again, this was not a list of who are the Steelers, who are the best players no, right, right, on right. the roster. This is in terms of what they do, who's backing them up, mm-hmm. their importance to, to the grand scheme of things. That That's who we came up with. Yeah, their level of variance. You know, That's why Deontay and Muth didn't make the list. Is Right. We, they're good, and I think they'll stay good. And, you know, that's why not, neither of the guards made the list. You know, that's, right. yeah. Last name we didn't bring up. Allen Robinson. There's a he could look like an old slow man, and man, I'm I'm not sure he should even make the team. Or after two really strange years of his career, he might be a power slot that's really useful. Yeah, that would go a long way towards helping Kenny Pickett. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that's our uh, our list of the top fifteen most important Steelers going into uh, 2023. We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. Uh, You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 